This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the B-Side Pride of West London podcast. We've had a bit of a sting in the tail there. It's finished. Brentford 2, AFC Bournemouth 2. It looked like we were going to lose that at the end. It would have been really, really harsh to have not got something out of that. We get through the first phase of the season unbeaten, but it was a, it was a missed opportunity. We started off really well again, and we, they, they got back into it, and it looked like they were going to take all three points. Rico Henry had a bit of a nightmare moment. He recovered. He, he, he did really, really well to get back and do an interception. And it was an awful back pass to Flecken. It didn't, didn't, didn't reach him. And David Brooks, who's uh, recovering from cancer, um, he's back in the Bournemouth team. Great to see him back, but not great to see him scoring against us, obviously. But... Just when we thought it was all over, we made so many chances in that second half. We deserved something out of it. And Brian Bumo turned his man on the edge of the uh, halfway line, clean through on goal. We needed a finish, and he produced a finish. Two, well, I'm, I'm a bit breathless. How, how are you, mate? Uh, that was a great game to watch. I mean, it was really exciting, end-to-end. They play a lot like we do now, so uh, that was quite exciting on the break. Uh, pressing and stuff like that so but there's loads of chances I think we gave them too many chances especially first half good ones that we shouldn't have done but uh, we created loads I think we hit the woodwork three times uh, and we you know, got plenty of other chances that just either went to the keeper or just passed the post so yeah I mean we, we created enough to win that game and uh, I think if we'd, we'd lost it which it looked like we were going to at some point that would have been a travesty but uh, no, a, good, a really exciting game to watch. It's really nice to keep the fortress going, and uh, but a really good game. I think. We- if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Deserved a little bit more overall, uh, but uh, yeah, you've got, you've got to accept that they're, they're decent as well. And uh, they scored two goals. As you said, David Brooks' goal was a, a Rico mistake. That is a very, very rare occurrence. That ain't going to happen again for another two seasons. You know, um, I'm, I'm frustrated because we created so many chances there. Um, we fluffed a lot of them, but like some teams are doing in this division, creating lots and not scoring, at least we did get the two goals. I'm not, I'm not satisfied with the result. I'm not, I'm not dissatisfied with the, the style of the performance. We look, we look weak. We, we look weak up top today. We, we look like we're missing a, a centre forward. You know, we, we look like, today we look like we are actually missing Ivan Tony. You know, um, we, we can make excuses for him not being out there a lot of the time. I, I think he takes one, if not two, of the chances we created. I'm not certain about that. We hit the post three times. We hit the woodwork three times. Uh, what worries me is that our players go down far too easily. I mean, Shardy looks good. He's fast, but he goes down if he's breathed upon. Uh, Keen Lewis Potter went down once as well. We, we just don't seem to be strong in the tackle. And, you know, we cannot keep falling, falling around. I actually slightly disagree, I'm afraid, with you and Sam. I think we were lucky there. Bournemouth played very well. They're a very strong team. They're, they're mightily improved, certainly, out over last year. And they'll be all right in this division. I've got, let me interject there. Lucky, you know, we said, you just, you just said we hit the post three times. We created like a myriad of other chances. Are you, you still, you're still using the word lucky? I'm using the word that, you know, we, 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 got, we got the break with Brian scoring that goal in the injury time that, that was added on, in the extra time that was added on. I, we need a bit of toughness about us. You know, there will be harder battles. Bournemouth are a good team. There will be even harder battles to come. And we need to be winning our games hit down here at the GTEC. We've got to remember that. We cannot just keep drawing. But on to the next one. Frustrating afternoon. We got something out of it. I didn't think we were at one stage. Where's your head at? Yeah, positives first. Laney, we equalised and, you know, it's a point and we're unbeaten. Um, and there was some good stuff in there, but it's a bit of a worry for me, really. We're bringing on subs and that aren't really making us stronger. Um, there's, you know, there's a bit of squad depth issue in there, which we know, but we need, we need some people to start stepping up to the plate a bit, I think, you know, the Shardas and Louis Potters and... Take a leaf out of the young lady, Olegiki, who came on, who you know, got the ball, ran with it, you know, tried to make himself a difference. You know, bless Rico getting a great reception because it's his first mistake for about five years. Um, I thought Bournemouth was bang average, really. I, I think that's point drops. 
We're hearing in the background Rico's getting a tremendous reception from the, uh, from the West End. Well, he's got a tremendous reception all the way around the ground. It's the most loudest here. You know, um, he, he, he so, so rarely makes mistakes. You know, that was a, it was a mistake. You know, it was a brilliant, brilliant recovery, then an awful back pass. Yeah, the irony was, as you say, an absolutely superb recovery. And we're all singing his name as he fluffed the back pass. Um, and he was devastated, you could see that. But, you know, they got him out of jail with a point, which is where we were before the goal at one all of course. But, I'd, I'd, yeah, there's something quite... I'd, you know, me didn't quite look ready for it. It was an odd one bringing him ahead of Collins, as good as he is. You know, man in possession of the shirt and all those things. Um, there's loads of goods, mate. There's loads of good. And we haven't lost, and we came back, and we showed the character, and all those positives. But uh, at some point, you know, we need to win at home. Yeah, we do. I mean, carry on from from that. Really, at some point, we do have to win at home. You know, we're, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go all on the positives. Yeah, you know, we've got to the first international break unbeaten, which is uh, really good on one hand, but we um, could have lost one of those. And, and, and what, no, we could have lost and then won two of the draws and then be better off points-wise. It's a, it's a conundrum. What, what is better? Is it better to lose or is it better to be unbeaten? We know that, you know, the way the, the points pan out. It was a really frustrating afternoon. We got something out of it. Yeah, it was. I mean, I thought we were by far the better team, but it, it, it's the same as it's been the previous two home games. We've got ourselves in front, we're in control of the game, and then we just relinquish control of the game and let them back into it. I don't actually think Bournemouth offered that much. We could have been out of sight quite easily in that game. You know, Shada hitting the post, Brian with that miss, Pinnock with the free header. It's. I, I think what Neil is going to bring that we don't have at the moment is he's going to hold the ball up. I think today we really, really missed what Tony brings up front, holding the ball up and the work rate across the front. And I think Neil will come in and he'll bring the ball up. Because if we're not going to play those little balls in behind the back, like we did at Spurs away or whatever, we're going to keep playing this way. We need a player who's going to hold the ball up. And Wissa, for all his attributes and all the things he does well it's not that bad I think Neil can make a big difference there it's frustrating it's frustrating I'm sure it will come but we've got to stop relinquishing controls of games for periods of times like we did in both the first and the second half today I, mean, I feel you know I almost feel like I'm a bit of a pariah for saying this but you know it, we, Ivan Tony is, is you know he's is is arguably our best player and he's not able to be selected today you know we, we, we're, we're coping. We're trying to cope. We're trying to adapt. We're trying to we're trying to thrive without him. And, it, and it's I, I, I'd say it's not it's not an impossible task. But I, I have to say, Ivan Tony, you owe us here. You know, you you, you if you were out there today, I, I think it's a, I think it's different. I think that's a win today. And I'm not saying that Ivan. Tony, I, you know, you know, it, it's like it, it's almost like you mention him and like it's almost like oh yeah, you can't keep, you can't keep using him as an excuse. But why the fuck can't we? Well, I, I think if he was out there today, two reasons. Like I said, he would have held the ball up um, and also he, the leadership that he brings on the pitch. Whatever he's done off it, there's undoubtedly he brings leadership on the pitch. And I think we're really lacking that at the moment. We're really lacking that somebody that's, that's going to push that team, push the team on and push them forward. I think that's why we're getting ourselves 1-0 up. There's nobody really... We, have, we haven't got Pontus anymore. We haven't got Tony at the moment. And it's just, it's just lacking that person who's going to really drive the rest, rest of them on. And I think that's why we were relinquishing control of games, which is why we're ending up with draws and not wins. But, you know, it's very close. I think maybe after the international break, it will all click and hopefully a, a, few, a couple of wins at home would be nice. 
So we're walking away from the stadium. Uh, you know, everyone's a little bit more upbeat than I thought we were going to be with five or ten minutes ago after they scored the second goal. How, how, did, you, how did you see that second half? How did you, how did you, how did you place the result? Uh, happy, happy with a point now. But um, I do think I do think that Bournemouth uh, Bournemouth must have watched Crystal Palace, and uh, my mates don't really want to give Bournemouth any credit. But um, I think they work very hard, very very hard, and uh, and I think I don't. This might sound wrong, but we we're a little bit predictable now, and we, we're talking about missing Ivan, and because uh, he gives us breathing space by holding the ball up. Um, so we, there's a few little problems for Thomas to, to solve you know do you, I mean we got Neil Morpay arrived late last night in the transfer deadline you know window love him, love him. absolutely love him not saying it's going to work or nothing like that keep a totally open mind but I love the guy the guy's got his, his passion and determination and his and his uh, yeah no really yeah you know again you know we, we talk about you know, missing someone to hold the ball up a little bit. You know, more pay can do that. He will do that, hopefully. You know, um, you're, you're the one that mentioned Ivan Tony in, in, in that respect. I've mentioned him back in the stadium. You know, I, I think that we kind of not, we kind of ignore the fact he's not there. I mean, we, we actually, you know, it's, it's almost easy to forget what a big miss he is. And it's almost like we're expecting the same team to do what we did with him, but without him. And it, it, it's really hard at times. It's a, it's a big. You can't replace players like that just, just straight away. And uh, we, we knew we were going to miss him. Uh, we just got to get on with it. And you know, it, it, it's we. This is third season in the Premier League. The Premier League is full on for ninety minutes. So evident the difference between the Premiership and the Championship. Um, but it's just a little problem for for us to solve now. And. Uh, we work round it, you know. So you know, unbeaten at the, uh, at, the at the first interval of the season. We, you know, we know that the uh, the seat there of the season is punctuated by these international breaks. You know, uh, we we probably would. Well, I think we deserve a few more points on the board than what we've got. But do you, are you happy with it being unbeaten, or would you would you prefer a couple of defeats but some more wins? No, 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 no. I'm, uh, as it stands, I we'll take the draws. Um, Obviously, obviously, rather win, but they're not losses. They're not losses, neither. But we do need to start picking up wins, and we've got some hard games. But they're all hard games. There's no easy games. Uh, I was going to say, like, off a, we'll, we'll win at Forest, but now I'm a little bit, uh, you know. And obviously, Newcastle is going to be very, very, very tough. But if we can quiet, keep them quiet, this is the whole idea. Keep keep that loud, Jordan Rebel quiet, and uh, uh, Nottingham Forest. Well, less said the better, really. So, we've got a few Bournemouth fans with us. They've come away probably thinking that they were going to hold out for a win and they're going to have to settle for the same point that we're going to have to settle from. I don't think any of us are particularly happy with the result, considering what we could have had, should have had. How did you see the game? Um, I, didn't, I didn't expect to come here and take three points. Um, you know, so winning 2-1 into the, fi- into the 90 minutes... Uh, yeah, tough one, but we would have taken the, the point before the game, definitely. So, yeah, a bit heartbreaking, but, you know, we would all have taken a point. So, 
I kind of regretted tweeting, uh, welcome back, David Brooks. It's great to see you, etc. I know, I stand by that. Obviously, all football fans, it's a brilliant recovery story and we all, we all wish him well. And then he went and scored. And uh, we're like, oh, God. Um, but it, it, you, you must have been delighted with that. Yeah, he's had a good pre-season. He scored a couple in pre-season, uh, one in the cup the other night and one today. So hopefully he's on his way up. So, um, you know, just unfortunately we couldn't hold off for the three points, but that's football, isn't it? You have been to Brentford, this new stadium before, or not? First visit. First visit, what did you make of the, the ground, your day out, and the, obviously the game itself? Uh, good game, I think. Pretty lucky to get a point after Brentford hitting the post a few times, but, you know, last year came here, lost 1-0 or 2-0, I can't remember, but it's good to get a point here today. Did you, like, did you actually start to believe at one stage that you were going to get this win? I did for a sec, but Brentford always score a late goal every so often. So, and how, how, how have you made? You know, it's, it's like a you know baptism of fire again like in this division to uh, to get points on the board. We all know each each one is is is, is important, yeah. but you still you know are you going back you going back frustrated or are you going back kind of okay about today? Pretty positive, I think. Points bigger big point for us especially with the tough fixtures we got at the start of the season so yeah so we're back here at the globe um time for a couple of post-match beers and uh just to unwind um got a got a bournemouth fan outside the pub good to see you back in the, in the boozer uh, where's where's your head out after that a bit of a topsy-turvy second half there yeah first half was a bit i thought we we went off quite fair at half time um but in the second half i think we did I think we've done enough to win the game, but I'm not disappointed with the draw. Our press this season is so much better. We, we're a team that actually now have got to be battled with rather than us trying to defend for 90 minutes. Teams are defending us now. So. I mean, I looked at the stats on the walk back from the ground, you know, and it, it, the stats kind of back up how I felt in the stadium. It looked like we created... We had the most possession. It looked like we created the most chances. It looked like we created the most clean-cut chances. It looked like we missed the most chances. I think we hit the woodwork at least twice, maybe three times. And there was a couple of really good saves. We feel, obviously, that we should have won that. I still think we should have won that. But very relieved to have got anything out of that because, you know, um, Rico Henry, he doesn't make many mistakes and he did brilliantly to get back and, and make the interception Then his back pass allowed you to get the second goal. Did you actually think you were going to hold out for that win? Um, we hoped. I, don't, I, did, I wasn't going to say, yeah, we ain't going to lose this or we ain't going to draw this. But as far as I'm concerned, it was a tense um, last six minutes and it was actually an opportunity for you to win the game in the last six minutes as well. Um, but Embuero wasn't, in my eyes, didn't have a brilliant day. Um, our keeper, that save in the sec- towards sec- the end of the second half, how he got to it, never know. But that's the thing with Neto, he's a first-class keeper. Um, but, you know, we've been made really welcome by Brentford fans today. It's been really nice, it's been pleasant, it's been friendly, and I'll be back here next season. This is what we're all about. Yeah, win, win or lose, we're on the booze. And uh, so we like to kick, keep football out of football for as much as we can. But in between three and five on a Saturday when we were at home, obviously, it takes over a bit. Um, you know, so in being in the away section, being with your, you know, with your mob, what was the, what was the atmosphere like? Did you, was it deflated at the end or was it kind of like a bit more philosophical? No, it, it was very positive at the end. Um, we came here hoping we'd get a draw. 
Um, that was our hopes. We came here, like last year. We came here with, and we were going to get beaten by. So it's a change for us. Um, the new the new manager is brilliant. Um, very pressing, but very open at the back. That's the problem with the pressing game. But at the end of the game, I think it was quite a positive end. The, the players appreciated. If you notice at the end of the game, the Bournemouth fan players, sorry, went down. They were gutted. They drawn that game, and to see that from our players is something new. We don't usually see that. So it's good, really, really good. So we've heard from a few Bournemouth fans there, which is, is a bit of a bit of a novelty. It's very, very unusual. You see them walking back the way we walk back to the Globe. But yeah, fair play. It's a few come back to the Boozel. Always good to see away fans in here. Always welcome. Um, we are chewing the fat over a, a couple of couple of cold beers. We feel like I've been through the the mangle a bit in the second half there. Um, I've gone from thinking that we're going to you know, go on and win it to, oh my God, we're going to lose it, to this is really frustrating, to massively relieved. Brian and Boomer come up with a bit of real quality there um, and he, he, he provided a clinical finish just when we needed it. 2-2 two, two finished, as you know. Where was, your, um, where was your nerves at the end of that? Well, I mean, before Brian scored, the... the uh... The, the main emotion was just frustration, really, that we let the let let you know let it go back to two one, having been a goal ahead, the width of a post away from being two goals ahead twice. Uh, Brian missing an absolute sitter in the, almost the first play of the second half is frustrating. But you know, I guess when I when we all re- when I reflect on it later, I'll probably think you know a point's a point. You know, it's just didn't go the way we wanted it to um, but there wasn't major flaws in our game today we just didn't score when we needed to score and uh, you know Bournemouth are probably going to be alright this season they look pretty good much better than the team that we played last season and um, both teams cancelled each other out a little bit really you know the whole counter prayers Waiting for the mistake, and it was, it was a good end-to-end game for 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 a lot of that. Um, going a slightly more broader, we we've we've got to the first break in the uh, the season, the international break. Um, we've had three games at home, which is unusual, and we've had one away game at Fulham. So the Fulham games of victory, we've drawn the rest. Are we below where we should be with our haul? Because it's been, I mean, I'm not going to say, I use the word easy as for because I can't think of a better one, but it's been a fairly easy start to the season for us. Are we going to look back and regret not getting a couple more points there? Um, in the medium term, probably yes, because, you know, we look back at the Spurs game, we had a chance to win that game, didn't. Obviously won away at Fulham last week could have held on yeah so yeah I mean in an ideal world we'd have maybe seven or eight points now and we've got what five six um, and it does when you when you then go into a run of games against the top five or six it does feel a little bit like it's a missed opportunity but you know we, we, we won away at some of these clubs last season you know we won away at City away at Chelsea um, got a point at Arsenal so I don't know you know, it's probably a little bit too early to be ruining the points that we've dropped. But yeah, it's hard at the at the at the, at the time. It's hard to say. It, it feels a little bit tough. And one of the criticisms I heard in the second half from someone next to me was, 
we, we made five substitutes, but not really any of them have made any impact. Is that, is that a concern, the, the, the strength? You know, we've, 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 the, the window's gone now. Yeah, I was standing there when it was 2-1 and we were kind of passing the ball around with not really a lot of big outlet. The, uh, the, the, the big void that you start thinking of is um, we're an Ivan Tony short of a decent attack. But then, which is fair. I mean, yeah, I've, I've said, I've said on here. Because... I just said on here a minute ago that you know it, it seems to be like um, too easy to forget that we're missing him. Yeah, yeah, and we obviously are. You know, um, it's a little bit of a kind of straw that you grasp at when you're losing a match. When really we could have won today, should have won today, should have won against Tottenham, and maybe should have won against Palace. So. Is it really a problem? I think it's one of those things that you kind of look at when, um, especially when Sharda went off and uh, Lewis Potter came on, and the front three was uh, Lewis Potter and Bermo and um, Wisser. You're looking at like you know none of them. You know, all five nine, five ten. You think, well, I know that's not the way we play, and we've adapted without Ivan, but. You start to look at a bit of a lack of presence up front. But, you know, we can cope without it. We, we've shown we can score goals without him. So it is a little bit of one of those things where, you, where, where he's not there and when we're not playing well, it's an easy straw to grasp at. It's because of Ivan. Last, last question. You know, we, we, we can't, there's nothing we can do about what we haven't got and what, what's not available. Can't change that. What we have got and what is available soon will be Neil Morpay. What does Neil Morpay add to that, what you saw today? Another sub six-foot striker. Um, but, I mean, hopefully, someone's pointed out to me earlier that um, we've got an international break now and then, and then the, the next home game we play is um, Everton. And he can't play in that because that's his parent club. So it's going to be maybe four or five weeks until we see him play down at um, GTEC. And... Um, yeah, look, we know what he can do. Uh, it's one of those where he's had a bit of a bad press because of the clubs he's gone to. Well, specifically Everton, which is a bin fire. You know, hopefully he can recapture his, um, you know, what we know he can do. And it would be lovely at some point if he scores against Everton because they've misused him and they've, you know, they're just, there's a shambles over there. And we know what he can do. And, um, yeah, hopefully, even off the bench as an impact player, maybe. But, yeah, if we're going to play without a big number nine like Ivan, and um, he fits in perfectly with the whole, you know, with it being more focused on movement and runs and uh, positioning, because he's really good at that. You listening to the B-Sided Pride of West London podcast. As you know, it finished Brentford 2, AFC Bournemouth 2. You listen to home and away fans there, and I think both are quite happy with the point, considering where they were um, or what it could have been. I'm frustrated, as I was last week against Crystal Palace. I, I think we, we could have, should have got more out of that. But I would bitten your hand off for a point with two or three minutes to go when I thought we were going to get nothing. Um, it, that would have been a really deflating way to, uh, to finish our Saturday off. As it is, we lick our wounds slightly, but we haven't tasted defeat yet. Um, and we go away for a two-week break and we come back and we've got, uh, we've got some more tough results. As, uh, as we just heard, last year we did okay in a lot of those tough fixtures. 
um, and uh, we are hopefully we can do the same. We're going to have to dig deep. We've got two weeks to integrate Neil Morpay into this team. Uh, he stands every chance of being a success. We have to work hard and hope he, he can come back like the prodigal son and do the business in red and white stripes once again. Uh, we'll probably be having a midweek podcast regardless of the break. Um, I'll make my mind up during the week. Um, if you like what we do and fancy buying us a beer, head over to besotted.com forward slash beer. Go over to Apple or any of your podcast providers and subscribe to Besotted. Get it downloaded to your um, podcast app straight away. Don't miss out anything. It's been a very, very busy couple of weeks for us. And uh, we will have a rest. We're going to have a nice beer. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And come on, UBs. Come on, UBs. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.